lover's blues sometimes, maybe. But suddenly get child. Disgusting. Lovers say the truth. You are now Lovers walk along every night. Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Insightful Discussions. I'm your host, Dwayne Bryant, bringing you another insightful topic. Uh, new year, new people, new minds, new bodies, <laughs> new everything. I uh, hope you all are doing well and sticking to the Spark Your Mind Challenge. We are still going strong. We are over the hump, people. We're halfway there. Just keep pushing and keep doing what you need to do. Now, this post was supposed to be about, you know, the spark your mind challenge and, you know, being positive and overall having a grasp on your mental well-being. Now, all of you who are active on social media, pretty sure you've seen or heard about the Lifetime R. Kelly special entitled Surviving R. Kelly. Now, for many of us, we've grown up listening to the 90s R&B, um, basically some of our favorite songs are by, you know, R. Kelly or some of our favorite shows, Bill Cosby, The Cosby Show, Different World, all, all these things that were culturally important at one point in time are now being placed under the microscope for allegations attached to a person or specifically a man. And this really moved my spirit because you know, for me, I'm a fan of R. Kelly. I say all the time, like I grew up listening to R. Kelly's music, not maybe not fully understanding everything that was being said or suggested through the music, but I was a fan. I liked the way it sounded. You know, I heard it on the radio. It was, it was, it was it, sonically, it was pleasing to me. So, you know, to be an adult and to really still listen to that music to this day, and you know. I don't just having mixed feelings about it all and but to the point I, I think that's besides the point to the point of why I'm making this post or this podcast today it's simply because I'm here I'm seeing a different uh, response from men and women you know some are not necessarily in support of R. Kelly but their focus is in different areas of blaming who's at fault for you know these women or these people being exposed to these traumatic events or these situations. <sighs> so me, <laughs> I've had time to sit back and really gather my thoughts on the matter and really just looking at it from a different perspective. Like I said, I am a fan of the music, not necessarily the man, because we, we, we fall in love with artists. We fall in love with personas. We don't really fall in love with the actual person unless we have a personal relationship with that person. So with that being said, for me... I've taken in a different perspective of how to look at this situation, right? Uh, one post on Twitter that really caught my attention was that women, a woman, she basically said that, you know, when these type of topics come up, men feel like they have to be in a battle of, of trauma with women. That caught my attention. And the reason it caught my attention was because 
I wanted to know where that came from. Like, where are there men out here who seriously are like trying to leverage trauma against, you know, situations like this with women? Um, so I, I did a search and a thread, and what I found was that, you know, in most cases now, since women are gaining a lot of power and influence in society, we are now seeing more than we have in history an influx of women telling their stories, telling their experiences, and telling the things that they've been through in their lives that have shaped them to be the people that they are today. And what I found interesting is that I think that in this society right now, we have a lot of black men who have not had the opportunity to deal with their trauma, to deal with something similar to what's going on with women or the R. Kelly situation of being sexually violated, molested, raped, taken advantage of at a young age. And I think that I don't want to say it's a jealousy or it's anything like that or taken away from what women have experienced. I think it's just misguided. Uh, it's a misguided conversation because I don't think that men know or have the words or have the ability to express their sexual traumas or the things that they've been through. Or even a lot of times as a man, even myself, it, it, until this last relationship that I've been in, it, it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of the toxic things that I've learned over the years and that society reinforces. So, and, and for me, as I stated in the beginning, I took a different stance on this matter. I didn't take the stance of just solely pointing the finger at R. Kelly, pointing the finger at the young girls, because that's point to me. That's pointless. We know it's wrong. I looked at it from a stance of we have allowed a system, a system of oppression, molestation sexual violation, just any and everything. We have allowed that to continue within the black community for years and we have yet to speak on it. And a lot of times we learn things from our environment. And not to say that this is a, a blanket statement of, of why R. Kelly did what he did or people like him. I'm speaking to the things that I've heard from men and that I see from a lot of the young men that I'm around. A lot of times young men are taught to be sexually aggressive because that's what women want. Now we can debate all day about whether that's appropriate or who taught them this behavior. Now that's that's a big discussion that a lot of men probably won't have with you. They won't have in the open. And it's probably risky for me even putting this on my podcast, but I think that this side of the story needs to be told because a lot of men have been taught to be sexually aggressive, have been taught to, you know, be older or act older than you are because that's what women want. They want an older man or they want they're attracted to older men. And another post on Twitter that was surprising to me, but not really, is that, you know, in high school, they told it was basically saying how women used to be dating guys who have graduated high school years before. I know, irrelevant. But I'm saying this to add context and perspective to the topic at hand. If I thought back to high school or just every relationship that I've been in, it's always an older man present or somewhere in the picture, whether they dated an older man in the past or 
there was an older man trying to gain the attention of the girl that I'm dating now. Now, older, not as in two, three. This was like five, six plus years older. And we say, oh, five plus six years, that, that's, that's not too bad. But if you think about it in the context of, of high school, if you think about it in the context of when you graduate high school and you're in the undergrad and you're trying to figure out your life, five to six years, that's a whole degree and two, one to two years of experience. Like, you, th- those qualifications or that advantage that you have over that person is, is, is vast. And rarely do we take the time to analyze that. We have, <laughs> age is important. Age is, is a number. And it's more than we think. It's more than we give credit to. But a lot of this behavior is encouraged. And a lot, I think men, going back to my initial point, I kind of got off topic. But going back to my initial point, I think that, you know, in these type of situations where we have, like, surviving R. Kelly, we have a lot of women who have the space and the opportunity and the openness and acceptance of telling their story. Now, we had Terry Crews who tried to tell his story. But Terry Crews was clowned. Terry Crews was Crews was laughed out of the courtroom. Oh, you're such a macho man. You you, you why didn't you do anything to this person? Why didn't you physically harm this person? And it's like men are expected to handle things with with violence. But then when you handle things with violence, you get in trouble with the law. You get sued. And you're further perpetuating the stereotype of the black male or the male uh, aggressive nature or the macho man. Whereas we look at abuse, we look at violation and it cripples you. Trauma, it cripples you. And a lot of times I think that the backlash a lot of men get uh, or the perceived backlash that's surrounding this topic, I honestly just think is the openness and the comfort of being able to share your truth like some of these women are because it's hard like I, I'm I don't know these women but I'm, I'm extremely proud of these women being able to get in front of a camera and share their stories uh, we can debate all day whether or not it's true or they should have been said something or spoke up that it really doesn't matter it takes courage it takes a lot to just share something that has created a bubble around you your whole life and I don't think people understand what trauma does that can be any type of trauma it can be sexual trauma it can be you falling off a bike and breaking your leg you probably will never ride bikes again all because you it's like you relive that every time you see a bike or you see someone riding a bike it's the same way with sexual trauma. It, it's the situation. It, it plays in your mind constantly. Anything can trigger that. A smell can trigger that. Or a scene in a movie can trigger that. You know, a, a touch on your arm from a, a friend or a stranger, for that matter, can, can trigger that whole entire experience again. And people ball up into a shell because it's almost as if you... You, you feel so unprotected. And I think that I'm just having a, a brain fart of, uh, of all the different things, topics, or things are just coming to mind from this topic. But 
understanding trauma, the more and more I, I understand trauma or try to understand trauma, I realize that it's, it's just not a one-way street of addressing it. And I know I've said a lot. Hopefully, you're able to keep up with me and pull these bits and pieces. But since I haven't, you know, fully communicated my thoughts on social media, this is kind of like my dumping ground. But I do think that it's, it's no one way street to addressing this type of trauma or even fixing the problem. We can point the finger at R. Kelly. We can point the finger at Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, whoever. But if we don't fully address, we, we got to address it, this type of behavior at a system, in a systematic manner. If you think that having these people who are around R. Kelly during the, the height of his career and, and, and basically making millions of dollars and they're on TV basically telling the story, but they were the same people around him enabling this behavior. And we glory, and, I, and I, that's why I say I'm torn because, yes, I, I'm glad that they told their story, told their truth, but also I'm looking at these these managers, these producers, these these backup dancers, and these artists that he had under him or around him at the time, and they brought people to him, brought girls, brought women to him, and further supported, or not even supported, but they they basically condone and assisted in that type of behavior. It's almost as if I can't respect you enough to even digest what you're saying because you were there and you knew what was going on and you did nothing. You did nothing because you were being fed by this man, because you were being financially supported in a way where you value that more than the safety of these young girls. So it's, 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 for me, I'm just, that's why, what I'm kind of torn on. I'm torn in, in the fact of like, yeah, I'm glad I got a chance to actually hear, you know, someone's side of this or the truth or the possible truth. Who knows who's telling the truth? But I'm glad that I actually got a chance to hear this and see that documentary because a lot of people don't have that courage. A lot of people don't have the strength to just speak out. And that's major and that's big. That's big. But I will say the confusion between, you know, uh, <laughs> being a fan and of the of the artist or the art and then the person behind the art, that's that's a tough one. And for anybody to tell you that that's not tough, they're lying. You grow up on someone. It's the same way with Bill Cosby. We grew up on the Cosby kids. We grew up on Cliff Huxtable. And to hear the crazy things that man did, it's it still, even though he's in jail now, it's still kind of hard to even not see him or to see him in that light, to see him as a bad person, to see him as negative. But that's that's what he was tried and convicted of. And it's always going to be politics around that. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's just another black man down. I believe that, for me personally, I believe that R. Kelly is the easy target. And now he's a target nevertheless, but I think he's the easier target. And what I mean by easier target, yes, he's the easier target because he's a black successful man. And I think that I haven't seen since the Me Too movement has started, I've I've seen more black men come under fire 
and lose millions or had the potential to lose millions than I have seen documented other white men for just being direct white men who clearly just have abused the system for years who have used their privilege to basically swindle women to get what they want from them under the false pretenses of giving them career advances or just blatantly just violating people and it seems like it's maybe it's because you know I follow certain media platforms it just seems like I hear more about you know these black men than I do any other race or any other person who had who has had allegations over the last few years but like I said nevertheless these are sick people <laughs> and I think sometimes when you talk about it when you try to look at it from different angles people think you actually support this type of behavior like nah I don't know I don't support this type of behavior I have sisters I come from a male a female dominated family whereas I have a lot of aunts and uncles well mostly aunts like a lot of my uncles died before I was even of age to you know be around them but yeah so I get it I have sisters that I want to protect I have, I, have a, I have a lady that I want to ensure that she gets to and from home safely and I just don't want for her or my potential children to have to walk outside our doors and feel like they can't openly discuss the things that happened to them or that they're helpless like I never want anybody that I love and care about to feel helpless and I don't know, I feel like sometimes that's what it comes down to like these women these people who experience these things they don't they don't feel like they have power in the situation so I understand what the Me Too movement is doing it's giving women power but power is, is dangerous power in the right hands is, is, is awesome power in the wrong hands is dangerous and I'm pretty I'll elaborate on that in a future video but for right now that's what I'm gonna say but also to the community I think that you know we need to give a message to the community in regards to what what do we need to do next what do we need to do in the future that can essentially better serve our families that can better serve us as people and our children and the youth that come after us so that they can feel protected i do believe that in the black home we need to have these discussions about sex more frequently i think that we need to be open and honest about ownership of your body we need to be able to talk to young women and young men about how to appropriately protect yourself but also how important it is for you to take ownership of your body for you to understand understand boundaries for you to understand your development into a human being like i recall even myself like growing up like i didn't have the birds and the bees or any sex talk until after i was having sex after i was having sex you gotta think about it, as a child like i didn't i, I didn't even know it's so much stuff that I look back on now after having seen these documentaries and, and having these conversations with people. Like, I didn't even know certain things were just wrong. Like, you got to think, you're around, you're taking baths with, you know, cousins or other family members and relatives 
when you stand over someone's house and if you don't know that oh don't no one's supposed to be touching you in this area or you don't supposed to touch somebody in that area like stuff can get weird stuff can lines can get crossed very quickly because because what you don't understand what most people don't understand is the way in which you teach your children or the things in which you teach your children another family or no other parents may not be teaching them the same things so you have to make sure that you set the tone when you set the tone with your children when they leave the house so they that they know they know they have a, a level of respect for self and others that they know that they won't let allow anyone to violate them. And if they do, they you they can come to you and you will protect them. You'll protect them. I remember plenty of times like I'm going over friends houses or like cousins. Like I found out that I, we had different body parts. And it wasn't even anything like weird, like we're trying to have sex with, with each other, like cousins just going to the bathroom and the cousins walking in into the bathroom with each other. Or you get around distant family members and it's like your third or fourth cousin or y'all just related. And it's awkward because, you know, some of these cousins may be too, a little too touchy-feely. A little too touchy-feely. And it's like you you don't think anything of it because you're a kid. You think this is just normal. Like it's not wrong. It's not anything sexual. Cause right now my mind my mind isn't on sex. Like I don't even know what sex is. I've had a few experiences just that it makes me think now as an adult, like, wow, that was that was really weird. And it makes me question, like, well, do I feel violated? Or, like, do I feel violated? Was I violated? Like, and it's, and I say that with a smile because, you know, sometimes you just smile to kind of shake the awkwardness off. But it's, it, it makes you think. It really makes you think. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. And I get why a lot of families sweep things under the rug. And don't talk about it. Like I had over the holidays, I, I had a <laughs> I had a Tyler Perry moment at the house with my family. Like I learned a lot of family secrets just by you know over cheese and grapes, <laughs> talking to my mom and my and my stepdad. You know, it's one of those things that we as a community we gotta you know be more open about with our children and just youth in general, so that we don't have this epidemic of of a black, not even black, just young boys and girls going through life confused when it comes to sexual behaviors. Yeah, but uh, let me get off that. I, I can talk about that for days. It's like when you, you sit down and your mind gets the one and, you, and things pop up. Just me being in psychology, I know that certain things can trigger or spark thoughts. So for me, it's like any topic that's hot or current, whatever, it, I think on it. I'm a thinker. So it's stuff that I, that probably happened to me that I can't even really remember. But if I sit and I think and I talk for a good little while, I'm pretty sure we all can think of some just weird and awkward situations where it's like, oh, dang, that did happen. And I think a lot of times when we had, like going back to my earlier point, I think that the conflict between men and women on certain issues is not that we don't understand 
that what's being done on these topics are wrong. I believe it's just the openness to to really address it. A lot of people attack what they can't understand or what's difficult for them. And I don't think men are sitting here condoning the behavior, the, the allegations placed on R. Kelly. That's wrong. You wouldn't want that to happen to your daughter, your sister, your mom, your niece, none of that. Nephews, none of that. It's a sick world out here, man, and you just got to make sure these children are protected. Don't let nobody play with your children. And it's crazy. And even, like I said, you sitting here and you talk about something long enough, you'll think about it. I, I'm even thinking now, like, at, at a certain age, it's like when all of that stuff was going on, like with cousins and just figuring out body parts and just 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 the, the oh, the playing mama and daddy. Like, my mom stopped me from going to people's houses. And I think that was right at the age of, like, 9, 10, when I started noticing, like, my body and stuff was different. Like, my body is different. Oh, I got this. You don't got that. And I noticed, like, I wasn't able to go over nobody's house. I mean, at then, you'd probably think it was, like, punishment. But if you think about it, there's certain ways that I feel like, you know, the black family tries to protect us from these things outside of not talking about it. But we can't, we can't just not talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to have a healthy dialogue about it. We, we, can, we can cry. We can hug it out. We can shout, scream. We can do whatever we need to do. But we need to have a conversation. And I don't know. It's, these are just my thoughts, people. You know, don't <laughs> please don't hold it against me if I'm not uh, 100% in agreement to how you may view these things or if my conversation tonight has ruffle some feathers is definitely not intentional it's really just having just free thought about you know the topic at hand and again i want to reiterate that i'm in no way condoning the behavior or the allegations uh placed upon this man robert kelly um i'm simply saying that it happens and we need to find a better way to prevent this from happening so let's, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Have the conversations that make you uncomfortable so that you can move forward in life with a better understanding and the freeness to share things that are wrong. The freeness to seek help. And the freeness to just call out people when they are blatantly being disrespectful or just ultimately treating people wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think that's it. I think I've yeah. This is yeah. I've been going for about twenty five minutes. So yeah, this is it, man. Like I like I said, I don't. I didn't really want to stay too long on this topic. It's just I wanted to kind of get my thoughts out about it and really just share uh, the perspective and the way of thinking that I get basically had since uh, I watched this, watched the documentary, but. Uh, if you feel like you want to add to anything that I'm saying, you know, feel free to comment. Feel free to share the post. Uh, feel free to hit me on social media. Um, all of my platforms are major says. So just, you know, feel free to at me on Twitter or Instagram, anything of that nature. But I will say I continue to 
be thankful for all of you all support and just you know continue to grow with me continue to grow and let's develop and let's get free people let's get free let's free your spirit free your soul peace and blessings